Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show that suddenly feels like it's just not enough pickles here. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever felt that? Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, I have. <laughs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places. Or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, or I'm sitting here rather, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Miss 305. <laughs> She's Ashley Pickle. Well, if I just start calling you Miss 305. I've never even been to Miami. So that seems like so, a whole. You are the person who is most closely affiliated to Pitbull that I've ever met. So This is true. Today is Thursday, October 6, 2022. Seven weeks to Thanksgiving. Let's go. Seven weeks to Thanksgiving. If you don't have your plan yet, you are behind. Start planning. And by the way... Those inflatable turkeys for your yard? Mr. Gobbles. They're, gobbles? They're selling out, y'all. You got to get on it, okay? The time for, for putzing around is over. It's go time. We're seven weeks away. Go get gobbles. Happy birthday to Trevor Lawrence, episode 1472. On today's show, folks, big show, big show, big show. We're going to run down the top 10 Texas high school football games of the week, including one that you can see on Texan Life t- uh, tomorrow night. Then... We're going to be joined by the head coach of the Bells Panthers, state-ranked Bells Panthers. Coach Dale West will join us uh, ahead of their huge game tomorrow against Gunner, uh, a state-ranked matchup and a real showdown for these Panthers, an opportunity to take on the number one, to welcome the number one team in the state. We'll hear from Coach Dale West. Back half the show, the picks, my high school football predictions for week seven of the Texas high school football season. We'll round it all out by going over to Craven's Corner, where we make money. Um, and getting some financial advice for the college football weekend from Mike Craven. But first, do we first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, just Chad, Crystal Fire 100, and 03 Bodied Stepside. Welcome in, fellas and lady fellas. Perfect. Perfect. Fantastic. Uh, I have I have a review from uh, Hudson Standish, valued viewer, uh, an electric pit bull review. He hit the nail on the head, really elegantly said. Really, really fantastic. <laughs> All right, Pickle. 
there are 671. Let's go. We're back up to the good numbers. We're back up. Like, we're back in. I want you to let them know. We're back up. Next week, that number is going to be lower, Mm -hmm. but because it's it's actually the second biggest open date, the biggest reason why is like, Almost all of six-man football is off. Uh, okay. Like almost okay. all of the six-man teams are off because there, a lot of them are in four-team districts. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, with three district games, they take the week, the week eight by the nine, ten, eleven, right? So, uh, we are back up to six hundred seventy-one Texas high school football games this week. We've got computer projections of every game on TexasFootball.com right now. If you go there, but we had to go into the uh, go into the you know the, the lab and figure out what we thought were the top 10 games of this week. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let's roll out the top 10 Texas high school football games of the week. There you go. We're going to start in the middle. So normally do 7:30 p.m. Friday night at Panther Stadium in Bells. It is a top 4 matchup in 3A Division 2 as the Gunner Tigers travel to take on the number four ranked Bells Panthers uh, a fascinating game uh, for a lot of different reasons um, you know this is a, a, a gunner team that has really you know they had that one game against Brock where they got pushed but they got the win this is probably their second biggest test of the year depending on what you think of Brock uh, going up against Bells going up against a team that does run the slot T and as we know the slot T is the devil um, this is a uh, this is a team that that's pretty loaded we're going to talk with, with Coach Dale West coming up here in a moment. But they're loaded, and they feel like this is the year for them to strike. Uh, a lot of big-time playmakers like Brock Baker, Cooper Smith, etc. How do they handle the defense from Gunner, and how do they handle that kind of pistol slot, uh, uh, pistol option offense from Gunner? Fascinating matchup in 3A Division two. We also said that if there's one thing guaranteed in this game, it said it's going to go by quick. It's going to be quick. A lot of, a lot of running in this game. It's going to be a lot of, a lot quick, of running. Very quick game. game. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Texarkana. Top three matchup in 4A Division Two. It's number two versus number three as the Gilmer Buckeyes travel to Hawk Stadium to take on the Pleasant Grove Hawks. We talked about this on Tep and Step, which you filled in on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, in a lot of ways, like... It, it's too simple. It's too cute by half to call it, like, speed versus power. Mm-hmm. But... PG is going to be the bigger team. Yep. Gilmer's probably going to have more weaponry on the outside, mm-hmm. like Rohan Fluell and things like that. So how do the other defenses kind of mitigate those particular advantages for the offense? It's really what this comes down to. Um, remember, the top three teams in three or in 4A Division Two are all in Region 2 because Carthage, the number one team, is looming there. So the winner of this game, it kind of does feel like a qualifier. Now, the other one's not out, certainly, but the winner of this game is certainly going to be in the driver's seat to win the district championship. Uh, figures to be a fun matchup out there in Texarkana at Hawk Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Richland Springs. Another three versus two. This in the 1A Division II ranks as the Cherokee Indians, uh, the number three team in 1A Division II, visit the number two ranked Richland Springs Coyotes in the most anticipated six-man game of the year. Yes. Um, that's not a hyperbole. This has been the game everyone's had circled. Um we saw Cherokee in person. We did. We like Cherokee a lot. We do. Um, they look the part. They've got a number of big-time playmakers like Gunnar Ball, like Joey Bond. Um, they've got a, a secret weapon in Rodie Ligon, who's one of the, the, the more uh, the, one of the more impressive kickers in the six-man world. Mm-hmm. He's huge, too. Going up against Richland Springs. Now, Richland Springs probably needs no introduction. They've got nine state championships to their name. Uh, they are one of the most decorated. They're the de- most decorated program in six-man football. They're one of the most decorated po- programs in Texas high school football. They've got a great player this year in Braxton Etheridge, who does a little bit of everything. They're used to having kind of that do-it-all star. Braxton Etheridge is that guy, the sophomore. 
We'll talk about it in the picks a little bit more, but this is a beating Richland Springs at home is a chore. It hasn't happened since 2013. Beating Richland Springs in a district game, and this is a district game, mm-hmm. is even more of a chore considering Richland Springs has not lost a playoff game since 2001. That's insane. 20 years. Yeah, that's wild. They've not lost a district game. Uh, but they are. it's a big challenge tonight, Richland Springs, uh, tomorrow night rather, Richland Springs hosting Cherokee. 7 o'clock Friday night in Duncanville. The number four ranked Duncanville Panthers in Class 6A. Welcome in Waxahachie in another uh, kind of another in those roundabout in the District of Doom. Um, you know, Duncanville is a team we've probably haven't paid attention to the past couple of weeks because they've just kind of rolled past people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last week they uh, last week they had an open date, but before that they, they kind of drilled Cedar Hill, who's 0-5. Before that, they played uh, Lake Ridge. They get into the meat of their district right now mm-hmm. where it's Waxahachie, Mansfield, then they play Skyline, who's, on, oh, who's winless, but then they play just Soto. So this is the real meat of the schedule for, for Duncanville. They have looked the part. We think that they have a number. I think that that defense has really rounded into form. Um, and, of course, they're going to have the, their number of playmakers taking on this Waxahachie team that, you know, I think is still smarting a little bit, uh, at least uh, coming off of that loss at DeSoto uh, back in week five. They had that w- uh, week six open date. Uh, can they get the wheels back on? Uh, mm-hmm. They will need to, in a lot of ways, I think this is the onus is on that defense to slow down Duncanville and get a couple of stops in this one. Duncanville's your favorite, especially being at home, but this game figures to be really tasty. Duncanville and Waxhatchee. Well, and Waxhatchee talks a lot about wanting to be, you know, one of the top teams in that district, and after you drop a, a pretty bad one to DeSoto, like, if you you genuinely want to be considered in that conversation. Yep. This is a must. This is a must-win game. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, I mean, th- not from a feels, district standpoint, like but play- from a if you like want to be in the team, conversation. But it's like if you want to be in that conversation, like you go out there and you get a you get a scalp like this. Yep. Seven o'clock Friday night in Coleman, a top ten matchup in two A Division One as the number six Coleman Blue Cats welcome in the number nine Toller Rattlers. Uh, we've mentioned before that we like this Coleman team. Uh, this Coleman team, I think, has a, a lot of a lot to like about this team. They have a quarterback who's pretty pretty spectacular uh, that can that I think is going to. Uh, stretch this uh, this taller team. Uh, their one loss on the year is, of course, to Lano, uh, but Lano is a state-ranked 3A Division One team, so I don't know if I put a ton of stock into that, but guys like Jaden Jackson, their quarterback, have been fantastic. This taller team may be flying under people's radar, and, and I'm not really sure why. It may be, you know, one of the things may be that, that quite simply, uh, they, you know, they, they haven't necessarily played anybody that I think would... Uh, their best win is probably that win over Comanche yes. uh, right before the open date. Um, they, they did that, but I also thought that they were better than them. Uh, they go and they beat Hamilton last week. They have been very strong, especially on the defensive side. I think that, that what Coach Jeremy Mullins' defense has been doing has been very strong. Uh, Wyatt Jones, Mason Berry in that kind of front seven. Uh, they've got a quarterback, Jackson Lacluse, who's very strong as well. Uh, he is a three-year starter there uh, for the, or rather a four-year starter there for Toller. So keep an eye on that game there in Coleman. 7 o'clock Friday night in Humble. Live on TexanLive.com. Let's go. The, it's a top 25 matchup in 1A, or 6A rather, as the number one ranked uh, Galena Park North Shore Mustangs visit the number newly ranked number 25 Humble Summer Creek Bulldogs. Remember, Summer Creek was a team that um, I believe made the playoffs or made the the state semifinals last year. Yes. Um, they, they got hot at the right time, and they may be doing that thing once again. Now, they do have two losses on the year, albeit to Klein Kane uh, and to Klein Collins, both uh, r- narrow losses, a combined seven points in those two. Uh, but this is a, a, a uh, I think this is a 
this is a Summer Creek team that I think has a fair number of weapons that can challenge uh, this uh, this this North Shore team, especially on the defensive side. I like what they bring on the defensive side, but let's be real. This is a huge challenge for them, mm-hmm. taking on the number one team in the state. Mm-hmm. A big question is going to be the status of Caleb Bailey. Caleb Bailey, the quarterback for Galena Park North Shore, went out with injury the last game. We do not have an update. My feeling, again, uh, we're going to use, uh, to borrow a, a concept from Split Zone Duro, we're going to use a therapy words here. Mm-hmm. I think I feel I know. Mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> that no news is good news here. Yes. In the sense that if Caleb Bailey were out for the year, I think we'd know about it. Yes. Um. They put David Amador, their wide receiver, at quarterback last week, and things seem to go well. Touchdown, Dave. So, so I don't know. Uh, touchdown, Dave. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that they are going to rush Caleb Bailey back. No, um, I don't think that there's any so reason I, to. So my my guess, I feel. I think, mm-hmm. rather, I think you'll probably see David Amador quarterback. Yes. The question is: Is can Elmwood Summer Creek score enough uh, on this defense, which is, remains the challenge there? 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Longview. It is another district showdown with the number one team in 5A Division One, the Longview Lobos. Welcoming in perhaps a team you haven't paid a ton of attention to, the Forney Jackrabbits, who are off to a really nice 4-1 start on the year with Coach Fleener. They dropped that, that opener to Crandall, 58-55, and I think we kind of forgot about them a little bit. But since then, they have been very impressive, including their last two games. They have beaten West Mesquite, and they've beaten Lufkin. Uh, those are that's 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 not lunch meat. I think that's no. I think that's really you know very strong kind of group of, of results there for Jeff Fleener's squad and their offense. Surprise, surprise for Coach Jeff Fleener has been very very strong. Javian Osborne, uh, their running back has been great. Brent Payne, they've got a big time wide receiver in Ronnie Harrison. They can put up points, but going along is a chore. Longview team has not skipped a beat this year, um, you know, at all. Uh, they're coming off of that win uh, over Lancaster and then an open date. They feel like the favorite in this one. Uh, we will find out a lot more uh, about wh- how well Forney stacks up in this game. Uh, but a big game out there in, in Longview America tomorrow night. 7 o'clock Friday night in Chilton. Another t- another top 10 matchup. This one in 2A Division Two, as the Bremont Tigers take on the Chilton Pirates there at Featherston Field, I think it is yes, the name of it. that is Featherston Field. Correct. So Chilton is very workmanlike. And I'm, I, I, sometimes that can be used as like a... Um, Sometimes that can be used like as a as a, a as a dig of, that as, they're not super athletic. Uh, but <laughs> I think this team is really. I think what this Chilton team does really well is that they they kind of take the they take the game over the game early and they don't let you you mm-hmm. you take it from there. They kind of put you in a chokehold. They've got Dalen Ford, their their superstar athlete does a little bit of everything. Mark Hedrick Taylor, they put up points. I mean, this is a team that's you know uh, last couple of weeks that offense has really come alive. But their their defense is going to need to be as good as it's been the whole year because they're going up against a Bremont team with a very, very special playmaker. If you do not know the name Braylon Wortham, the sophomore quarterback from Bremont, you need to familiarize yourself post-haste. This guy is a superstar, and uh, that's going to be a real challenge for this Chilton defense. Uh, a fascinating game there, 7 o'clock Friday night in Chilton. If Bremont goes on the road and gets this win, it's really time to start thinking seriously about this team. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Winsboro. Another top 10 matchup. This one in 3A Division Two, as the Winsboro Red Raiders take on the Mount Vernon Purple Tigers. So Winsboro is a team that I think um, 
I I like this team, mm-hmm. but I'm also waiting for more. Yes. Because right now their best win is probably beating Canton in week two, uh, 62-37. Impressive, but that's a two and four Canton team. It is a four A team, but it's two and four Canton team. Um, this is their biggest test in my mind that they've faced this year. Their offense has been off the charts good for Josh Finney's squad. I mean, their their offense is averaging, boy, I want to say, let's see if I can pull up real quick, 56 points a game. Yeah. Okay, Their offense has been lighting it up. Defense has not had to be great, so it kind of hasn't been. Which is funny because that's the tale for both of these teams. <laughs> Jacob Russell, Hayden Deaton, et cetera, et cetera. Their offense has been great. Defense kind of remains to be seen. Mount Vernon's interesting because Mount Vernon – is uh, of course number three or number two in the state in three division two, but we still have really big questions about them. And perhaps you're saying, "Well, Tepper, that's unfair." Um, we know how good McKenzie McGill is, their running back, yes. but with quarterback Braden Bennett out for the year, the whole complexion of this team kind of changes. Now, look, without Braden Bennett, offense has been humming. They hung 68 on Bonham last mm-hmm. week. Now it's a bad Bonham team, but they did that. This is the first real test for this new look Winsboro team. That's to me the the real headline here. The first real test for this new look Winsboro team. So I am new excited. Look- Good. New look Winsboro. No, I'm sorry. New look Mount, Mount Vernon. Vernon. I was Thank like, hang on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, new classic look old Winsboro team. with no. their mo- their biggest test. New look Mount Vernon team. There Correct. we go. Absolutely. So huge game out there in Winsboro. And finally, seven o'clock Friday night in Liberty Hill. How about this game? A little bit. You know, it's one of those weird districts where like you kind of had to lump in teams from different areas of the uh, of the state to kind of make it work. As Frisco, or as rather Liberty Hill, the number two team in five A Division two, welcome in the San Antonio Veterans Memorial Patriots, a team that perhaps you haven't thought a, a ton about, but I think has a really nice resume. Um, they've got a couple of wins over good teams like Harlandale, like Lockhart. Um, they've been fun to watch. And, um, and you know, their one loss in the year is to San Antonio Taft, who's a really good, um, a really good 6A team. So that's why I look at this team and I say, okay, I am, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what you do uh, going up against this, this very dangerous, uh, you know, Liberty Hill team. Veterans Memorial is going to be a team that, that I think has a number of, of playmakers offensively. Uh, they, they run the ball particularly well. They've got a running back named James Peoples, who's been very strong to start the year. Uh, their quarterback, senior quarterback, C.J. Irving, has been good as well. Going up against Liberty Hill. We haven't talked about Liberty Hill in a minute because they've kind of been rolling past people. They yeah, play- they figured it out. They were playing some close games at the beginning yeah. of the year, but I think that could have been partially they, figuring out the cut block rule. They had that They had that loss. I also think the schedule just lightened up. Yeah, I mean, they, they, beat, they beat Cedar Creek last week 7-8-10 because Cedar Creek's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um to me, this is a real test for their defense because this defense has not been tested in about three weeks. No. And so exactly how does this defense answer the call? Uh, we know their offense is probably going to hum. How does that defense respond? So there it is, the top 10 Texas high school football games of the week. Uh, you can watch a, a fair number of them on TexanLive.com, uh, so make sure you go check that out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with the North Texas Honda dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Honda dealers, we have the opportunity to shine a light on so many, on a very, on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations to Peggy Morales at Keller Fossil Ridge High School on being the recipient of the Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by North Texas Honda dealers. Thank you for being helpful in your community. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. We've got another one that we're honoring in the uh, North Texas Honda Dealers Community Helper Appreciation Award. Larry Venable from Garland High School. We do thank you for being helpful in your community. Uh, and thank you to North Texas Honda Dealers for allowing us an opportunity to shine a light on the so many great individuals that give back to our community. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's go up to Grayson County and welcome in the head coach of the state-ranked and unbeaten Bells Panthers. We're joined by Coach Dale West. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm excellent. How are things in beautiful Bells, Texas? They're going great. They're going great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about this hot start for for your team this year. Uh, This is uh, obviously coming off of a a back-to-back nine-win seasons. Kind of, uh, you know, excellence is the norm there for the Bells Tigers, or Bells Panthers, rather. I'm interested from your perspective... Uh, coming into this season, you know, off to this four and one start, has this team met kind of met the expectations what you were thinking coming into the year? Yes, sir. We have high expectations every year, but this is this was what I thought could be our best team uh, that we've had since we've been here. And it's it's not because of talent or anything like that. This is the this is the most selfless group and and uh, kids that are just enjoyable to be around than any group I've ever had. So, yeah, expectations were high, and uh, they're. Uh, they're striving every day to, to live up to them for sure. You guys, uh, you guys run the slot T. We're fond of saying that the slot T is the devil around here, but you guys run it <laughs> particularly well around here. I'm always interested talking with coaches who run this style of offense because uh, you you look up and down your 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 roster, and that's not to say you don't have great players, but this is a system that doesn't build stars. This is a system that is kind of antithetical to the idea of having a superstar. Uh, how do you? How do you get these kids to to buy in on a system or on, on a system that is going to be successful, but ultimately probably not going to put up you know highlights that are going to show up on Sports Center? How do you get kids to buy in on on this kind of uh, this kind of scheme? 
Yeah, that's the tough thing. But when when you get to somewhere new, like when we arrived here, you know, Bell's threw the ball 99% of the time, and we we went the opposite. So, um, you know, it's just the enthusiasm and energy from the coaching staff and the complete buy-in from the coaching staff, I believe, is the most important. Like, you got to let kids know that we're going to do things and we're going to do them our way. We're going to be different. We're going to be uncommon, like Sony Dungy would say. And we're just going to do things different. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to look different, especially in today's society. We don't want to go along with the norms of, of what's going on. So that's a, that's a big push we push and and uh we do it with we do it with love in our in our system so we tell them you know we love them every day and and we show them that and and uh we push we push all our energy and and buy in out that way with the coaching staff and and since day one there have been no uh, kickbacks for sure. Talking with Dale West, the head coach of the Bells Panthers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, I believe you're the first slot T coach we've talked to this year, so I, I, I have to ask you about the rule change. I have to ask you about the cut blocking rule change, because I know that, uh, for those who don't know, uh, there's now a, a rule that limits the uh, cut blocking in inside the tackle box, which I know uh, for slot T teams is, is really relatively important for you guys. How has that adjustment been for you guys, knowing that something that is, is usually pretty routine in slot T's is, uh, offenses is now relatively unavailable to you? Yeah, it's it's tough. It made it tough. It made it tough on the groups like us and Gunner and and teams that run the run based offenses with sometimes not the better athletes and sometimes not the bigger kids. Uh, it's taking kind of the you know the the five nine hundred forty pound tough fullback that we used to look for that could would go cut the cut the crap out of people and stuff like that. We it's kind of taking them. It's it's leveled the playing field for those guys and almost not taking them away, but it, it makes them less effective. And when you had kids like that, and we could tell them, hey, you may not be able to get this block done, but you can you can cut them, and, and it'll it'll all be all right. So it has made it tough on those on those kind of kids, and I don't like the rule change for sure. Um, okay, so I want to ask you about this 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 particular roster because I look up and down your roster, and I see a lot of seniors. I see a lot of guys who are, are playing big roles there in in, in veteran uh, you know veteran spots, especially in the offensive guys. You know, Jacob Aaron, the quarterback's never going to get the love that he deserves in the slot T, but he's he's the magician back there. Uh, between him, Spencer Hines, you know, Grady Waldrip, Brock Baker, all seniors. How important is this senior class to what you guys are doing right now? Oh, incredible! They they've been incredible since we got here. They were our first group of freshmen when we arrived here, and. Uh, the, since day one, they have led us. I mean, they, they were they were always young, the younger class, but they've they've been leaders since we got here. And they're just like I said about them earlier. They're just a great group of kids, and they don't care who gets the stats, who gets the limelight that week. Um, you know, Brock Baker's a, you know he's one of our better football players. He had two carries for 13 yards a few weeks ago, and you wouldn't have known it. Uh, he was just excited for everyone else. And uh, when when the other guys get in the game, our backups they they're they're more excited for them. So they just want to see overall success for the team and, and that's what ultimately makes this group special uh, on the other side you know your defense it, it feels like has really picked up uh, as of late the, the you guys uh, off to a, a very strong start on the defensive side uh, what is working for you on the defensive side so far that has you off to this four and one start yeah, Coach Robertson, our defensive coordinator, he does a fantastic job. He came over here with us when we we got the job over here, and he was at Melissa for 15 years as a defensive coordinator. Does a fantastic job. Um, ultimately, I think what what our defense, how our defense has played so well, is it, it goes back to the fundamentals. We're we're really running to the ball, uh, flying to the ball, and tackling well when we get there. Um, we have we've been off to a couple of slow starts in a couple of games this year, but once we buckled down, they hadn't. Scored. 
scored the rest of the game. So uh, they are playing extremely well. Um, and it, it all goes back to, to the kids just the want to. I mean, defense is a big effort thing, and our kids are really uh, putting forth effort. Uh, of course, it, it all goes down 7.30 p.m. Friday night, the big game. You guys, uh, a lot of teams would love to welcome in the number one team in the state, and you guys get that opportunity. The Gunner Tigers come calling uh, to Panther Stadium on Friday night. Uh, this is a team that I think it's 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 fair to say has had Bells' number recently. Um, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan. I know you've been in the lab, but, uh, but when you take a look at what you're up against on Friday night, what needs to happen for you guys to come away with the win? Oh, heck, when you say they've had Bell's number, they've had everybody's number. Um, <laughs> that is very true. Yes, sir. They're a great football program. I think they're the, I think we're their top three uh, best coached football teams in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And year in and year out, it shows. Um, they go out there against the toughest competition, and and, it, and you can see it. Um, kids are really disciplined, uh, play extremely, extremely hard. There's nobody taking plays off on their football field. And it's a credit to Coach Mazzell and his coaching staff. Uh, we welcome it, man. We we – we talk about every year closing the gap between where we were when we first got here to, to now, closing the gap a little more and more every year. And I think we've done that. And uh, it's going to be fun to see where we're at. And we know the challenge and we know the we know who they are and know the program they run. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing where we're at. And finally, Coach, I do want to ask you a little bit about that. You're in your fourth year there at Bells. And, and you you inherited a team that had gone, you know, four and seven, kind of been kind of middle of the road. You guys have won nine. You guys have had three straight nine-win seasons. Before you arrived, the last nine-win season was back in 1997. What what was it? Can you put your finger on exactly what was it that allowed you to help turn this program from, you know, middle of the road to true contender so quickly? I think it was a combination of things. We have a we have a this is the opportunity to brag on our community. We have a fantastic administration here at Bells High School. Our academics um, are second to none. Um, just the way that the school is is being ran is top notch, and I think that that kind of culture bleeds down. And it was just a good combination of things. I think the the system that we they, we brought in. Coach Ponder did a great job before we got here. He had his system, but we do things different. And we got in here and and put our stamp on it. And it, we just happened to run into a great group of kids. Uh, our our kids here are, are like I said, they're. They're fun to be around and kids that, that I like to spend my day with. So I think it was just a combination of everything. Like I said, I think this is a great place. Uh, we, we're going to make it our home uh, for the foreseeable future, uh, me and my family. So this is just a, it's, it's a great combination of things. But second to none is our administration is, is top notch. He's Dale West. He's the head coach of those state-ranked Bells Panthers who welcome in Gunner on a Friday night. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and best of luck tomorrow night. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. There he goes. Dale West, head coach. The Bells Panthers joins us here on Texas Football Today. I had the graphic wrong. They're 4-1. They have a very narrow loss. I want to say maybe like last play loss to Whitesboro in week two. Oh, man. That's a good Whitesboro team, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, no, this, team, this team's interesting. And, and, and it's interesting because, like, we, we talked, we joked about how quickly this game's going to go because these are two run, run, run teams. Oh, yeah. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. I don't have stats. I don't think I have stats for Gunner. I like know the only stoppage time is going to be when there are points scored. That's it. I know that. I know that. Um, I can tell you that Bell's has thrown the ball five times this season, and Hell yeah, really. at least <laughs> at least two of them have to be trick plays, right? Yeah. Uh, I do not have stats on Gunner, but I would. Uh, they throw the ball a little bit more. Yeah, they have a couple. They have a. They'll throw the ball. They might throw the ball like. 
I would say like eight times a game. Yeah, that's exactly. But like these two teams are going to run the crap out of the ball, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and Which he men- really at that point puts a lot of pressure on the defense <laughs> to like come up with the he mentioned, crucial stop. He mentioned because uh, I said like you know they've had their number. So I've got Max Press pulled up. Um, I do know it only goes back to 2004. I know Gunners 12 and 0 against Bells in since 2004. 2004. Well, I, I, I I would need to do some more digging to figure out exactly when the last time Bells beat Gunner, but um, Gunner's got, you know, really had Region 2's number, but this is an opportunity, I think, at home in front of what's going to be a big crowd out there at Panther Stadium uh, to to kind of uh, send some shockwaves. Yeah, so. and like you said, all four years, they've just been trying to close the gap, yep. and it's like, well, that you're, your you're getting close. Get your chance. <laughs> Anyway, we appreciate Dell West helping out with us. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle. We mentioned there's 671 Texas high school football mm-hmm. games this week. Did, I picked every one pick of them. All, uh, did you? No. But I picked a lot a of week. them. Picked a lot of them, including the biggest ones across the state. Here's my predictions for week seven of the Texas high school season on Texas football today. We're officially into the second half of the Texas high school football regular season, and every game matters. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's week seven of the 2022 Texas high school football season. And when I mean every game counts, I mean every game counts. At the UIL 11-man ranks, every game this week except two are district games. The only two, by the way, Bishop and Port Isabel, still in that four-team district down there. Shout out to you guys down south. Anyway, these games matter. These games are going to determine who gets into the playoffs, what they're seated in, what their playoff path looks like. These games are huge, and they're going to have massive implications not only within their own district, but also within the region that they're in. So massive games in every corner of the state, but we're going to go northeast. We start in Texarkana. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Hawk Stadium in Texarkana. It is a top three 4A Division II showdown between the Gilmer Buckeyes and the Pleasant Grove Hawks. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, PG's trench advantage. And the size is going to be the biggest difference maker for Pleasant Grove this year. They are the bigger team in this game. They are probably the more physical team in this game with guys like Caleb Hackleman and, and Victor Diaz up front. They are big. They are physical. They are mean in the trenches and they plow the road for their big physical running back in Jalen Bordley in that kind of wing T offense that they operate out there for coach Josh Gibson. Now that's not to say that Gilmer's small. Guys like Braylon Ward who are big and beefy up front, but they're smaller in this game because pretty much everyone in 4A Division 2 is going to be smaller than Pleasant Grove. They're one of the biggest and most physical teams in 4A Division 2. The question here is not whether Gilmer can win in the trenches, but whether they can play it to a draw. If they play it to a draw, then I think that their skill position may make the difference. So, what happens when the PG fronts go to work? Key number two, the Buckeyes' versatility. This is a Gilmer team that is multifaceted with a lot of different weapons on the offensive side. Remember to start the year, we had big questions about this Gilmer quarterback situation, but saw 
sophomore quarterback, Caden Tennyson, has stepped up in a big way. He's got Rohan Fluellen out wide. Running back Will Henderson has been great. Ashton Haynes kind of does a little bit of everything. This is a team that is very versatile and can beat you in a lot of different ways. This has been a good Pleasant Grove defense uh, led by Caden McFadden, but this is going to be a big test for them having to deal with a lot of different weapons. So how does the Pleasant Grove defense match up with the various different ways that Gilmer can beat you? And key number three, a bunch of peculiar things that probably don't matter, but might. So this is going to be a close game. And so in doing so, I was doing a lot of research into what could be the difference makers in this game. And, and I just kept coming across these weird facts about this game. And so instead of kind of tidying them up into one neat little narrative, I'm just going to kind of spit these things at you and tell you they probably won't matter. But in a close game, maybe it does. Okay, so here it goes. Pleasant Grove's coming off an open date, right? Gilmer's coming off two. Two consecutive open dates. They haven't played in like nearly three weeks. Uh, it's very strange. Also, Gilmer beat Pleasant Grove twice last year, but Pleasant Grove got progressively better as the season went on, and that second matchup was 15 points closer than the first matchup. Also, this has been a really streaky series. At one point, Gilmer won six straight, and then Pleasant Grove won five straight, and now Gilmer has won the last three. So, look, that's just a lot of history facts for you of an interesting series between two really good programs out there in East Texas. Does history have anything to say about what happens in 2022? Who am I picking? I'm going with Gilmer. I think the thing we haven't talked about enough here is the Gilmer defense, which has been very strong to start the year. We knew that they had a fair number of big-time playmakers coming back from last year's state finalists, and they have shown out in a big way. This is a big test for them against this big physical rushing attack for Pleasant Grove led by Jalen Bordley, and that's going to be a real question for them is can they match up up front because there's a lot of teams that Pleasant Grove might just mow down, and Gilmer could be one of them. But I look at the weaponry that they've got with guys like Caden Tennyson, guys like Ashton Haynes, guys like Rohan Fluellen. I think they're going to be able to score a few points. At that point, it's going to be up to the Gilmer defense to make it hold up. I think this game's going to be really close. It's always fun when these two get together, but I give Gilmer the very slight edge. Give me the Buckeyes. 7 o'clock Friday night at Featherston Field in Chilton. It is a state-ranked unbeaten matchup in District 13 2A Division 2 as the Bremont Tigers visit the Chilton Pirates. It's a really good district, District 13 2A Division 2. You've got these two teams, plus Milano, who's undefeated, plus you've got Granger, who's state-ranked. It's a really good deep district. This is the opening salvo to that. On the Chilton side, first-year coach Benny Hewitt has done a fantastic job with these Pirates, and they've got Dalen Ford, the do-it-all athlete, plus their defense has been terrific with Miguel Barron leading the way at the line backer spot. On the other side, Bremont's got a kid you need to know about. Sophomore quarterback Braylon Wortham. He is that dude, okay? Now, Bremont has a great history of having that dude at quarterback emerging as a sophomore. Hello, Rashad Paul. This is like that. He's got 27 touchdowns through his first five games. He has been an absolute dynamo. Plus, the Bremont defense has been pretty darn good. It's hard to split these two teams. Chilton does have the advantage being at home, but I think that Bremont has the individual best player in Wortham. I give the slight edge to the Tigers. Give me Bremont. 7 o'clock Friday night at Brema Stadium in Belleville. It's another matchup of unbeatens. This one in the 4A ranks as the Belleville Bremas welcome in the Brookshire Royal Falcons. These are two surprising unbeaten teams, but kind of for different reasons. For Belleville, we thought they'd be pretty good even though they graduated a fair amount of their star power, but we didn't think they'd be this good. They've been fantastic, running the ball exceptionally well with D.D. Murray and Sam Renicki. Plus, they have the third best statistical defense in all of 4A Division II. This team is serious business on the defensive side. On the Brookshire Royal side, 5-0, that's 
the most wins they've had in an entire season since 2010. What Coach Theatis Reagans is doing down there at Brookshire Royal is really remarkable, and he's going to be in the running for Coach of the Year, plain and simple. What they've been able to do there with the Falcons is exceptional. By the way, this team is really young, really young. They've only got six seniors. One of them is very important in linebacker Justin Cryer, leading what has been a fantastic Royal defense. And they've got a sophomore quarterback in Derek Noel Jr. This team is really fun to watch and the best maybe yet to come. Asking them to go on the road and beat a state-ranked unbeaten Belleville team is probably too much to ask, though. I think that Belleville's the favorite here. Give me the brainless. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Coyote Stadium in Richland Springs is perhaps the most anticipated six-man football game of the year as the Cherokee Indians visit the Richland Springs Coyotes. And everyone in the six-man world has had this game circled all year long because this is maybe an opportunity to see some history here. You see, Richland Springs has not lost a home game since August 2013. Impressive stuff. Hold on a second. They have not lost a district game since October 2001. Richland Springs has not lost a district game since October 2001. From a calendar perspective, it is the longest district winning streak in Texas high school football history. It is crazy how consistent they have been, but they are in severe peril in this game because this Cherokee team is for real. Running back Gunner Ball, they've got a big time playmaker and Joey Bond on both sides of the ball. This team is loaded. They are ready for prime time. Now, Richland Springs ain't going away quietly. This team is really talented. Braxton Etheridge has been terrific for them, taking the reins of this high-flying Richland Springs attack. And, of course, they've got the streak at their back, and they're going to be at home. One thing is, this is going to be Richland Springs' first real test of the year. I think they've really mowed past teams that they're a lot better than. Cherokee really measures up with them. They're probably a little bit more battle-tested coming into this game. Of course, we would be remiss if we also didn't mention that Richland Springs is without their head coach. Jerry Burkhart was suspended by the UIL for three years for alleged recruiting violations, so they will have an interim coach on the sideline. What does all this mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is extremely hard to separate these two teams. There's plenty of reason to think that Richland Springs is going to keep the streak going. But I'll say this. I think Cherokee might have one small advantage that might make a difference, and it's their kicker, Rody Ligon, who might make the difference in this ballgame. It's close. It's hard to tell. But I think Cherokee breaks the streak. Give me the Indians. But those are far from the only big games in Week 7 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Woodville over Cold Spring Oakhurst. Give me Wink to take down El Dorado. I'm going with Wichita Falls Ryder over Evelyn Cooper. I'm going with Stratford over Farwell. Sonora takes down Ozona, and Wichita Falls Hershey bounces back with a win over Graham. I like San Antonio Clark over San Antonio Johnson. I think North Crowley stays perfect with a win over previously unbeaten Saginaw Boswell. Give me West Orange Stark over Hampshire Finette. I like Midlothian Heritage over Mansfield Summit. Give me Lano over Universal City Randolph, and I'm going with Wellington over Shamrock. In the Rio Grande Valley, I like Harlingen over Westlaco. In the Brazos Valley, I like Flatonium over Hearn. And give me Toller to take down Coleman. I like El Paso Del Valle over El Paso Parkland. Crawford takes down Marlin. And South Lake Carroll stays perfect with a win over unbeaten Keller. I think Cameron Yo stays hot with a win over Little River Academy. I think Bushland stays perfect with a win over Muleshoe. And Shiner 
beats Three Rivers. Brackettville beats DeHanis. I like bowling over Van Vleck. And San Antonio Harlandale beats San Antonio Highlands. Maybe a small upset, but I like Amarillo over Lubbock Cooper. Give me Round Rock to stay perfect with a win over Maynor. And PSJA North stays perfect with a win over La Jolla Palmview. I like Mojo over Bronco. That's Odessa Permian over Odessa. Give me Newton to take down previously unbeaten Hemp Hill. And New Waverly beats Anderson Shiro. I like Mount Vernon over Winsboro in a battle of unbeatens. Magnolia West beats Magnolia in that wild and woolly District 10-5A Division 1. And give me Longview to beat Forney. I think Lindale runs past Kilgore. Give me Liberty Hill over San Antonio Veterans Memorial. And hey, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along is back Thursday. Watch Katie and Katie Pato with us, along with special guests DJ Mann from Lubbock Coronado and McKinney's Marcus Shavers. I like Katie over Pato. I like Idaloo over Abernathy. Galena Park North Shore beats Humble Summer Creek. And in a top four matchup in 3A Division II, I like Gunner over Bells. I like Fort Bend Marshall over Texas City. Duncanville gets by Waxahachie, and it's one of the oldest rivalries in Texas. I like El Campo over Bay City. I'm going with Columbus over Hallensville, Collinsville over Celeste, and Denton Ryan over Burleson Centennial, but this is major upset watch. I like College Station over Cedar Park. Give me Cisco to take down Olney, and China Spring beats Alvarado. I'm going with Canadian over Childress. Bernie takes down Uvalde, and another matchup of unbeatens. I like Argyle over Lake Dallas. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week seven of the Texas high school football season. We'll see ya. advisor and college football insider Mike Craven here in Craven's Corner because on this corner we make money and we've been making money my friend this we, is, we have been making money yeah. this is uh, I, I don't want to use the word heater but so far this segment has been a rousing success yeah if you bet a hundred dollars on every game we've picked so far you're up eight hundred and thirty dollars so seems good we're doing pretty good so far yeah Things are, things are going great, so take this to the bank. This is not financial advice. I'm yes. required by law to tell you that this is not financial advice. It's still in Texas. Still in Texas, that's right. But uh, we can fix that anytime we want, Gov. <laughs> Let's start. Pickle, where are we going? We are starting where college game day will be this week. Who would have thought that? You're taking TCU minus six and a half against Kansas. I need to speak as a Missouri grad for a moment. So grain of salt when I say this. I also just like TCU. I think this is easy money. It feels like it, which usually is a kiss of death, right? right? I mean, the casinos keep getting bigger and my house is the same size. So it feels like one of those lines that is overreactive to how well Kansas has been. They're the darling you know, story. But I did read that TCU minus six and a half has more money on it than any other bet in college football this year. So that mm. makes me a little nervous because when the public's on something, I tend to try to fade them. But TCU was excellent last week. I think they're a big 12 contender. I just don't know if Kansas is right there. You have game day in town. Do they have a letdown? Is, does it become a little bit too much for a Kansas team that's not used to this type of success? I think TCU's poised to go on a little bit of a run. This is also, uh, did this open lower? Yeah, it was like seven and a half. Okay. So it's okay. moved down. Okay. I would just also say that, that this is pretty clearly the best team Kansas has played. Yeah. TCU is 
pretty clear the best team Kansas has played that, you know, the win, you know, the, the, they don't need to apologize for any of their wins, but I do think that this is going to be like a significant step up in competition. How do they handle the moment? We'll find out. What's next, Pickle? Up next, let's go over to the American. Houston, you like them plus three against Memphis at Memphis. Listen, man, I salute you. You are uh, you're you're a man of conviction, right? Yeah. And you will go down with this shit. Yeah, I will. Some of this is because I'm eight eight games over five hundred. <laughs> uh, if you're chasing, this might be a different uh, conversation. Houston can't be this bad. I know for a fact Memphis isn't that good. Uh, so this feels like a pick'em game. Memphis is getting some points for being at home. If Houston's going to wake up and turn this around at all, it has to be this week. You know, they were getting booed by their home crowd going into overtime last week. Got beat by a third-string quarterback. Seth Hennigan's pretty good. Uh, so I'm talking myself out of my bet as we're, as we're <laughs> on camera. I was going to say, somewhere as we're Seth Hennigan is sitting here going, nah. Yeah. However, though, <laughs> this guy. Um, it has to be this week. Like, they're yeah. a better football team than 2-4. and four. It, It's hard for me to imagine them sitting at, at that point. I, I think they rally. It's kind of an us against the world. You know, even the newspapers kind of writing articles about if Dana Holgerson's safe. You know, I, I think they rally to play a good game. This I think week. I think you're right. The biggest advantage that Houston has in this game is I hate to say a narrative one, but like their backs are against the wall in this game. And if they go to two and four, like the seams really start to fray yeah. there at Houston. So there's a lot riding on. If this they game. go two and four, they're on their way to their third losing season in four years under Dana Holgerson, going into the Big Twelve. <laughs> So I feel like this is a pretty big, important game for that coaching staff. So they better cover three. Uh, What's next, Pickle? Up next, we're headed to the SEC game that has all eyes on it every single year, Texas A&M versus Bama. You're setting the over at 51 and a half. So I want to say the line's somewhere around 26 right now. (laughs) Started at 20. or No, it started at 17 and a half and has moved up to above 25. Uh, That's too rich for me, I'll be honest on that. I would just stay away from that. But I do like this over. Yeah, because I feel like Bama's going to score 40. Yeah, you know, like Nick Saban's going to run this up if he can. Jimbo Fisher's going to do anything he can to score at least some points. If Haynes Kings plays, maybe his running ability and his just speed allows for a few shots. Devon A. Chain or that defense probably scores a touchdown, special teams or defensively. So I think A&M gets to 14. I think they get beat by 30 points, and you know yeah. this thing is you know about a 55, 58 over. The other the other thing I like about this over is both of these teams are not going to take their foot off the gas. Right. If Alabama's up 48 to nothing, they're going to keep their ones in the game. And they're going to keep running their offense. So that's kind of, for me, why, why the over does feel like the play here. And finally, Pickle. We head out to the Big 12 as Texas Tech is going up against the Pokes of Oklahoma State. You like Tech plus nine. This is uh, an, an interesting game. And, and, yeah, plus nine does feel a little rich. Oklahoma State, again, looked really good last week. And Tech came off of a loss where they turned the ball over too much, basically. But I don't know. I, this does feel like one of those, as you've said, overreactive line. Here. Yeah, I don't trust my. Gundy's team to handle success all that well. Mm-hmm. They're they're used they're they're good for one of these type of games a year. Texas Tech 0 and 2 on the road. They've lost the turnover margin four to one in each of those road games. I feel like they play a cleaner game this week. Um, I don't think they win this game. But I think they keep it close. Oklahoma State's due for one of those sloppy games that makes it interesting into the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, that seems about right. Seems like on brand for, yeah. for Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy. That's it. That's Craven Betts here with our financial advisor Mike Craven here in Craven's corner because on this corner. We make money. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, a reminder, wherever you're watching the show right now, make sure to stay tuned because 2 o'clock we will be having WTF Women Talking Football. We're going to the Hill Country. Today. Hey. So excited. Yeah. And then, by the yeah. way, y'all, if you would. talking Liberty Hill at all? 
No, we consider in our region they're considered Austin, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. But that's, that's but right. we're talking Lano Yellow Jackets. If you're no. curious about that, no. I'm, I that was a good move keeping Liberty Hill in the same region as Lano. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. yeah Otherwise, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be tough. Uh, furthermore, also. If you like this, what you're seeing here, these three people, then may I recommend staying tuned tonight, six o'clock uh, on Thursday there night as the Katy Tigers take on the Katy Pato Panthers. And would you look at that? You can watch the game for free along with your friends. These three, plus people who know something about football, actually, people who are paid <laughs> to know something about football. In Lovett Coronado, head coach DJ Mann and McKinney head coach Marcus Shavers are going to be here uh, providing commentary on the DCTF Watch Along. Watch on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Uh, and we will see you tonight. So uh, make sure you... Uh, get here. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Mike Craven and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Play of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Helpful Honda Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today. <laughs>